Holy Presence. I'm going to tell you, if there's ever been a need for people to pray, prayer requests that every child of God can seek for, and that is that God will give them one gift of the Spirit. You know what that gift they need? Discerning of spirits. Or you're going to be, you're going to be swayed right off your feet. When you see people that can smoke and still shout, dance, cuss, drink, hallelujah, live ungodly, I'm
just enjoyed every minute of it. Appreciate somebody who is still standing for this truth tonight. Hallelujah. And I, uh, I salute every preacher of the gospel that's in this building tonight. Every God-called apostolic preacher, I salute you in Jesus' name. And I highly honor everyone. I am certainly inferior to every one of you. I just count myself privileged to be in this building tonight with this beautiful gathering of Pentecostal people. Hallelujah. We need to treasure these times. It's not always camping. After a few days, this all is going to be over with, and everybody's going to go home. Have to serve the Lord in your own individual places. Not always going to feel as electrifying as you made tonight. Won't always be as many good, talented singers and musicians, and all of this fine gathering together to support you and help you all the way. You're going to have to walk with God on your own. So we need to make the most out of this. Bring every ounce of strength out of it that we can. And try to harbor it in our heart and take it home with us. And it might sustain us in weeks and months to come. Let me just say one little thing tonight before we read our text. You have no idea how soon you may need the strength that you get from these services this weekend. Let me say that again. You have no idea how soon you may need the strength that you can get out of these services. I remember being in a meeting uh, some years ago, and uh, the presence of the Lord moved in a marvelous way, and I responded to it and just enjoyed worshiping the Lord and got lost in the Spirit. Just what an uplifting it was. And within two weeks, I was in the darkest trial that I have ever been in in my life. I thank God for that meeting, because it gave me an injection of power and strength that kept me during those dark hours. And I hope and pray that nobody here has to suffer or feel pain or go through trials and difficulties in the next year. But you know and I know that a lot of us are. So we need to draw from the Lord tonight. He's still in this house. I said he's still in this house.
that somehow God will take arrows of truth from the quiver of the Word of God and fix it to the string and draw the bow and tie the joints and the harness and the armor this evening and speak to us all. Hallelujah. What I have in my heart tonight is not really normal for me. And uh, it's really very, very, very elementary. That's not why it's not normal. I'm always elementary. But this is just not the direction that I normally go in. And uh, if you came to hear something fabulous and very entertaining, you're going to be disappointed tonight. I have some very plain meat and potato words to say to you, and I hope that you have an ear to hear. I'm turning tonight to the book of Proverbs, chapter 23. Proverbs, chapter 23. While you're turning there, I want to say again, it is a tremendous privilege of mine to be here. I regret that I was not able to come sooner, but I have heard reports of the wonderful services that have already transpired in this camp meeting. And I know the end is not yet. Somebody can still get the Holy Ghost tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, there's two or three that believe that. That's all that we need. Just two or three. Proverbs chapter 23. And I'm reading two verses beginning with verse 17. The Bible says, Let not thine heart envy sin. Be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long, for surely there is an end, and thine expectation shall not be cut off. Let me read it again. Let not thine heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long, for surely there is an end. Thine expectation shall not be cut off. I like to take my subject straight from the Word of God when I can. And tonight I just want to direct you to the few words in the beginning of the 18th verse for my message tonight. Surely there is an end. Surely there is an end. We can just lift our hands one more time and pray that God's anointing would be upon this remainder of this service. Jesus, I come to you. I confess my inability. I can do nothing without you. I pray that you would continue to walk up and down the aisles of this auditorium. You know every heart and soul that is assembled here, whether in or out of the body of Christ, you know each and every one. I pray that you would speak. And everyone without fail, speak to my heart. Talk to us tonight, I pray. Would you grant the option of the power of God upon the word of the Lord tonight? I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you tonight, you may be I told you that this is not really a normal direction for me to go in tonight. But I feel this so strongly upon my heart that I have weighed things out during these preliminaries and tried to be certain in my heart that I feel 
And this is what the Lord would have us to say. But I must confess to you this evening as a preacher of the gospel that one of the difficulties that we who are in the ministry face today, and I'm sure all of these preachers will agree, is impressing upon people in our day, both sinners and saints alike, the urgency of the hour that we are living in. It seems like that kind of feeling comes in spurts. And for a while, folks get all stirred up thinking about it, but it has a tendency to die down again. And people become complacent and lethargic and unconcerned. I don't know altogether what the reason for it is. I guess it's just the routine and the uh, repetition of that race of life has a wearing effect upon us, and uh, after a while it, it has a way of drugging us and causing us to become insensitive and lose our sharpness and acuteness, and uh, our minds become dull, and we no longer believe certain aspects of the truth as keenly as we should believe. I'm sure that if I was to ask you tonight if you believe that we are living in the closing days of time, you would agree with me that that is so. But what we profess with our mouths is not always what we manifest with our lives. Hallelujah. And the Apostle Peter wrote in his epistle, and he said that in the last days, there would come scoffers who would say concerning the promise of the Lord, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For the home stood here just a few minutes ago and brought again the memory of his father, who has passed on now to meet his reward. And I'm sure that during the years of his life, he stood behind the pulpit many hundreds and maybe even thousands of times and declared that uh, we had just a little bit of time left. And yet he has gone to the grave and his son stands before us tonight. So generations come and generations go. And after a while people say, what use is it to be alarmed and, and to feel urgent because it seems like Verse 9. 
Pentecostal folks 
singing beautiful little tunes about wait a little longer, please Jesus. There's still many who haven't come, heard, responded, etc., etc., etc. But the Bible says in the very closing chapter of our book that we ought to accept a prayer. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. Some of y'all would like to hear this, but I'm praying, come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly. Thine expectations shall not be cut off. 
Some might be thinking this is the most negative message I've ever heard in my life. No, sir, it's a positive one. I can tell you the saints of the living God, this kind of torture is not going on forever. There is an end. There is an end. We all stand tonight with heads bowed and eyes closed. The hour is late, I know. All heads are bowed and eyes are closed. I see tears falling down some faces. Not many, but I see some. God's walking in this place. God has stopped our activities one more time to remind us there's an end. There's an end. And I wonder again this evening as countless preachers have before. You've heard many of them yourself. If the end should come tonight, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? As the saints of God begin to pray, as the saints of God begin to pray across this world, Pastor, this local church told me to do what I felt, take my time. Could be before this week is over. By a week from now, 
folks that are standing in this building could be under the sun. By a week from now, I may have passed on to eternity. Yeah, it's a little after 10 o'clock, but Fred is still plenty early enough for somebody to make their calling and elections short. Come on, there needs to be somebody up here. So now I've got a plan to go to Shoney's. A plan to go to the McDonald's restaurant. We're going to have a good time. They'll get along just fine without you. Someday they will let you know. I feel the conviction of the Holy Ghost in this building. If I wasn't so sure I was in the will of God, I'd just step down right now. But I'm pleading with somebody. Sir, you've waited long enough. Too many wasted years have passed. The Holy Ghost has dealt with you enough times already. How many more opportunities do you think you're entitled to? Some of you know too much to be out in sin tonight. these tender children who are coming here, but, but there's more, there's young folks, and there's adults out there. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. That's right, some of these are coming down here. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I feel the pull of the Holy Ghost. Is this all right?
answers this question, what will you do in the end? What will you do? What kind of argument will you present? That's right. Come on, that's how they're still coming tonight. We need to keep praying.